You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're getting extra football. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy streaming live on our Twitter account at Locked On AZ Cards. We do it every weekday right around this time, 1020-ish, 1030-ish. Kind of just depends on what time Alex gets out of bed. Bo Brock at B-O-B-R-A-C-K on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex. Yeah, the uh, report from Adam Schefter was yesterday on Sunday when we were all tuned into the Sweet 16. But the NFL is going to add a 17th game. The owners, they'll vote on it tomorrow or Wednesday. And the Arizona Cardinals, we could get the second showdown between a pair of Heisman winning Oklahoma quarterbacks, Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield. That's according to Field Yates. He was using Peter King's formula. Alex, your thoughts on another game for the NFL season? I mean, personally, it's awesome, but I'm not I'm not the one getting car crashed into every time the ball snapped. <laughs> you know, so it's a little bit of a different uh, a little bit of a different viewpoint. I mean, an extra fantasy football week, I mean, it opens up like the revenue for the NFL is going to be bonkers and it's unfortunate that every time one of these quote, radical changes happens. It's already been collectively bargained. So the players are like, we need a paycheck next week. So we'll sign and say yes to anything. And that's just another, that's just another thing. They're not getting massively bigger contracts because of this, at least not yet. And they're locked in for the next several years. So I feel bad for the players. I do. I mean, I don't mean this tongue in cheek. It's, I mean, you're not getting paid anymore and you're playing one more game. That's the amount of money that the NFL is going to, I mean, they're doubling their TV market and, and it's, or their TV uh, uh, revenue, and it's just one extra game. Good for us, bad for the players, uh, unfortunately. But I'm I'm all in, and if they get to go to uh, the dog pound in Week 17 in January, I would assume. I mean, who knows what the schedule exactly is going to be, and it's snowing, and they can come out with a win and, and, and solidify their playoff spot. Be a good day to be an Arizona Cardinals fan. Well, I'll say this. As far as that would just be the – there's no schedule out right now. The opponents, we know the opponents. This would just be based off of where they finished last year. The Arizona Cardinals, a third-place finish. The Browns, even though they made the playoffs, had 11 wins. They were a third-place team in the AFC North, which was stacked as well. That That's just how – who they're already playing, their their schedule for the next season – You've got the first place finishers playing against each other. You've got the second place finishers playing against each other. The third place finishers going up against each other. And the Arizona Cardinals would just play the the Cleveland Browns. Now, if if that's a Week 17 game, then this is that's atrocious. Like, there's or, no reason you should be playing in 18, I guess, as it were. What's that? Yeah, or Week 18, as it were. Right. So it looks like, yeah, exactly right. Peter King he said that the NFL they're 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 going to do 17 games in 18 weekends and that it would just move the Super Bowl back to, like, February 13th. They wouldn't start any earlier because the NFL doesn't believe in playing games on Labor Day weekend because their TV audience shrinks, and it's all about the almighty dollar. It's making as much money as possible from their TV deal, as you mentioned. So the Arizona Cardinals, we could get version 2.0 of Kyler versus Baker, which I think a lot of people like. There's some intrigue around that matchup, not only with the Kyler-Baker matchup, but also, you know, Baker left Texas Tech, when Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach there. I think there's some good storylines surrounding that one. For sure. 
Yeah, but it just going on our on our narrative of how many wide receiver ones the Cardinals are going to face next year. You just add OBJ to it. I mean, that's just and he's still obviously deemed a wide receiver one, but that's just cool. Add more fuel. Jarvis Landry, of course, you've got Austin yeah, Hooper Peoples playing Jones, the tight end. I mean, yeah. Rashad it's Higgins. I mean, they have they're stacked at wide receiver. It's just not a bunch of people. I mean, Peoples Jones, the, the kid at, at Michigan was an absolute monster on the outside. They just didn't have a whole lot of quarterback help there. That's not the ideal team you want to play as your 17th team. Yeah. No, you know, no. I mean, it's a tough schedule to begin with. This it's year. the best third third place team in the NFL yeah. from 2020. It's, it's not yeah, ideal sure. for the Arizona Cardinals. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. While you're there, check out the Built Bar bracket. One game away from the final four as far as the Built Bar bracket. It's a mock draft Monday. The Cardinals projected to, to select a cornerback in most mock drafts. Is it changing since J.C. Horn's pro day? little bit, but for the most part, Horn still showing up in some mock drafts. I think a lot of Cardinals fans, uh, they're crossing their fingers, hoping that happens. Who Alex and myself like the Cardinals selecting at 16th overall. We'll get into that and who the prognosticators are projecting the Cardinals to select. Uh, there was a uh, pro day going on today. It was the Miami, the, the U. It was uh, Gregory Rousseau. It was Jalen Phillips, another talented pass rusher and tight end Brevin Jordan. They uh they had impressive showings today. Their 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 size, their athleticism, all at their position. They should be intriguing prospects. The Arizona Cardinals. Well, and guess who was there? Stevie, Stevie Boy. There. there he is. Stevie there. So here's the thing, and this is going to be a disclaimer from now until the end of what are we a month away from the draft? Exactly a month away today. Exactly yeah. a month away from the draft. Steve Kime is going to pick whoever the hell he wants to pick. It's not going to be based on need. It's not going to be based on best player available. It's going to be based on who Stevie baby gets a stick up his keister for to pick on draft day. And Bo and I have been, we we've made the decision that we have our thoughts on who would be the best choice position wise at 16. We'll talk about that more as Bo mentioned, but you can really, you can say any position they choose except for quarterback is validated, I guess. I mean, running back a little bit less for me, a little bit more for Bo. But if they draft an edge rusher, you're not going to be like, well, I guess that that's a bad choice. No, I mean, Marcus Golden is the outside linebacker alongside Chandler Jones, obviously depending on scheme or or, or defensive set for a specific play. But, I mean, you can't say no. If he wants to go Gregory Rousseau at 16 and he's there, you can't really fault the guy for it. When you see these guys, and it's Rousseau, and it's Jalen Phillips, and then it's Brevin Jordan, of, of the three, of the trio of prospects, who intrigues you the most? Probably Rousseau. I mean, um, he, he's rated higher. Uh, I just think that the Cardinals need somebody that's going to that's gonna bruise people. And I think I was watching the def- – man, Miami's defense, aside from their game against North Carolina – which could uh, prove interesting because the North Carolina running back, one of them is what the Cardinals, is who the Cardinals are looking at also in later rounds. They should look Rousseau, at both of them. Yeah. I, I mean, and unfortunately without a third round pick, it might be tough you, unless you want to reach in the second round, depending on where the running backs go ahead of that. Um, Gary Rousseau is a bruiser. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's a guy that could, he could add just some more toughness, which is what Steve Kime has said in the offseason: toughness and leadership, strength, toughness, leadership. And Gregory Rousseau would definitely add that. Uh, regardless of his history, I think he's had a little concussion history. Um, I need to double check on that. But besides, listen, everybody, 
everybody's one play away from concussion history. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of the beast. I don't mean to say that flippantly, but I would I would choose Rousseau out of the bunch. When you think about Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, if you had a, you know, just a youngster coming out of the U at 6'6", 265, he's got 11-inch hands, his reach and his wings, is it, his wingspan is 83 inches. It, it's absurd how long he is. Um, I mean, it's intriguing, especially with, with the with the speed, the athleticism. I like Brevin Jordan as well. I think that, you know, this is an organization that has never invested really into the tight end position. You know, could they get him, you know, on day three? I don't know if Jordan hangs around that long. I mean, he could, he's as high as, you know, the second tight end off the board. Probably, probably not. They'd have to trade back into the, maybe the second round or third round to get a guy like Jordan, 6'2", 247, uh, athletic, athletic playing the tight end position, he'd be a tight end that this organization really hasn't seen uh, since it moved to Arizona. Yeah, I mean, again, like if they were to draft an edge rusher, um, you would have your strength. You know, we go back to this. The best thing for a weak secondary is an excellent pass rush, and the Cardinals would have on paper at least some of the weight off the shoulders of the corners. But again, if there's a corner there, especially the top three with Caleb Farley, even with his back concerns, Patrick Sertain's not going to drop. J.C. Horn seems like he won't drop after his ridiculous pro day. You got to go corner there. I mean, even Greg Newsom, we've talked about it. We haven't talked about him that much uh, with the mics on. We've talked about him recently over the last couple of weeks. Like, is is that a reach at 16 if the other three corners are gone, or do you take best player available at that point? Yeah, and there's still a lot of Unanswered questions. Yeah, let's get into that conversation, plus a conversation about Patrick Peterson. He made some comments on his podcast about how things went and uh, transpired as far as his free agency is concerned. Could he return to the Arizona Cardinals after one year in Minnesota? We'll get into that conversation. It's Bo. It's Alex. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards. You can also follow us on Facebook. We've got our YouTube channel. Our link tree, it's on our, our uh, Twitter account at Lockdown AZ Cards. You can find a link for all of our podcasts. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Review, rate us. We've seen a couple new ratings and reviews, some good, some bad. We appreciate anybody who listens and takes the time to review and rate our podcast. And uh, let's get into the conversation next. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network. The madness continues today as the Elite Eight tips from Indianapolis, Oregon State, their miraculous run continues. They are eight-point underdogs. You like the Beavers today against Houston? You can get in on some of that action. Also, we've got Arkansas Baylor. Baylor, seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the Razorbacks. And bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Of course, the NCAA tournament, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball starts in a few days. And, of course, once the NFL comes back, Bet online has you covered. They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, including the NFL Draft. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online. your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. When you sign up for your 50% welcome bonus. It was Patrick Peterson on the All Things Covered podcast. We had his co-host, his cousin, former Arizona Cardinal, but two-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bryant McFadden, who works for CBS Sports. It was Patrick Peterson saying that uh, outside of the Arizona Cardinals, he was only looking at one-year deals because he didn't see a market for himself uh, as far as multi-year contract with the 
unique offseason that we're witnessing with the cap going down. He thinks next year, if he, he can have the season that he, he believes in himself that he can have after two down seasons, that he can cash in in the 2022 offseason. He basically said he was looking for one-year deals outside of Arizona so he can cash in when the salary cap goes back up. And he also mentioned, just at the tail end, just just put this one in there, that the Arizona Cardinals were, quote, looking to get younger. And that's a direct quote from Patrick Peterson. I don't know if he meant to say that. I don't know, because as far as the, what the facts are, the Arizona Cardinals have re-signed after releasing Robert Alford, a 32-year-old corner. And then they <laughs> signed, after Peterson signed with Minnesota, a 31-year-old corner huh. in Malcolm that's Butler. A- so they've mm-hmm. actually gotten older at the position. Oh, yeah. That's what he said, looking at himself in the mirror, brushing his teeth before going to sleep, realizing <laughs> they were going to resign him. Like, that must be the case. Yeah. They must be going younger because they're not going to resign me. I've been a leader on this team. No, you haven't. I've been the rock, rock solid. I'm going to be a Cardinal forever. No, you haven't. What makes you think that after the last year and a half that you deserve top money, even $10 million a year for one year, the Cardinals wouldn't offer him that. Now, going to Minnesota now, but let me ask you this right off the bat. Okay. Next year, 2022, the year after 2022, salary cap is going back up. Do you see Steve Kime calling Patrick being like, listen, got a little more juice this year. Mm -hmm. Why don't you you come retire a Cardinal? It'd be completely rudimentary. It doesn't happen. But do you think that there is a possibility that does happen with Patrick Peterson wearing 21 for the Cardinals? With with a caveat. Are you ready for it? Uh, Yeah. Steve picks up the phone and says, Patrick, we want you to come back. We want you to play for the Arizona Cardinals, but you can't cover on the outside anymore. The, the writing's on the wall. You, you can't be an outside corner any longer. Let's make the transition. Let's revitalize the career. Let's play the safety position. You and Buda Baker on the back of this in, on this defense, yeah. you could be a ball-hawking safety. That's what I'd sign up for. Because yeah. we've seen no, it. I like that. There, we've seen Charles Woodson. We've we've seen both both Woodsons revitalize their careers uh, mm-hmm. by switching positions, and it, it's it, you know it's not easy. I'm not saying it works for everybody, but I think Patrick Peterson, a guy who's been just an absolute just uh, problem playing the cornerback position, it's just a it's just a good fit for him. Yeah, no, Except I agree. He can't, I mean, he's not a big tackler. No, he's not a big tackler. <laughs> but but you look at a guy like Buda Baker. It's funny how how the uh, the mentee would be the mentor. Uh, Baker is going to be a top three safety next year. You know, yeah. I mean, he already is. So I don't, I don't really see that uh, a back backtracking at all. I mean, he's gonna have to learn a new position. You're right, but man, it would be a bonus to have Patrick Peterson on the roster where you don't rely on him for anything. Right. You know, you'll you'll have Jalen Thompson there. We'll see what it is contractually at the end of this season. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a good stipulation. You don't have to pay him that much. And he's, he's pretty much resigned to his fate that, listen, I'm not getting any younger. I'll be 32 before that season starts. I want to retire a Cardinal. He'd be welcomed back with open arms. And the ego, I'm assuming, would be checked at the door because, again, he'd be pretty much starting at the bottom uh, with a new position, learning as he goes. And, and um, I, I, I like that. I like that stipulation. Yeah. The I mean, cap- here, here's the reality. I mean, he could very well. I mean, and he's, and he's going to have six games against – not that great of quarterback talent just in the NFC North alone, right? I mean, I, well, I, let's say this, four, because he's got to go yeah. up against Aaron Rodgers right. twice, and that, right. that's going to be a bad day for him and Devontae Adams <laughs> in that passing attack. But then you've got, you know, who's playing quarterback for the Bears? And you've got, you know, Jared Goff, who's actually had some success throwing the ball with, you know, against Patrick Peterson secondaries before. 
in it when it was LA versus Arizona. So I, I, I just got to assume that, you know, he, there's potential for him to have a bounce back year, but I think a lot of the organizations are wise to where he is in his career. And as far as the money that he thinks he's going to get, I think that that's it's pretty unrealistic, but Hey, he's betting on himself. Yeah. I mean, and you look at it and this is a perfect situation, a perfect vacuum situation for him to show exactly how much he's got left one year, 10 mil. And he sees that money, as you mentioned in the Brian McFadden, um, all things covered podcast. Like he knows how much money's at the end of the rainbow, if he can perform this year. So if he performs like he did last year, this year, he's got a couple young corners. He's going to be working with. He's got Harrison Smith over the top, which will help. But if he can't perform in a Mike Zimmer defense, he's not long for this league past maybe a year or two after this year. So we'll find out pretty quickly what Patrick Peterson still got left in the tank. And he still, I mean, he could revitalize his career there. Who knows? Crazier things have happened in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's get into the conversation, though, about who the Arizona Cardinals could target at 16 to help, you know, usher in a new era as far as the defensive secondary goes. There's a pair of prospects that think the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to decide between at 16th to help out that position. We'll tell you who they are. And then also we'll just kind of rank the position who we think are the best. And if somebody does slip into their and fall into their lap, they absolutely have to, you know, put the card in and run to the podium to get it done in Cleveland in the NFL draft, which is a month away. It's Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Follow Alex at Clancy's Corner and follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. We've got great content on our YouTube channel. Check it out. Locked on AZ Cards. Uh, We've got some of our all of our videos as far as what we've recorded after the moves that the Cardinals have made this offseason. Keep it there. Subscribe and uh, get those alerts from our YouTube channel. We'll be right back with which corners the Arizona Cardinals should be eyeing at 16th overall. It's the Locked on Cardinals podcast. The Elite Eight might tip today, but the Final Four is nearly set for the Built Bar bracket. Yeah, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing. It's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. In today's matchup, the final of the Elite Eight before we tip the final four, it's Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. This one is a toss-up in my opinion. You got to go to the website, builtbar.com to cast your vote for which bar you think is the most delicious. I'm going to have to go with Coconut Brownie Chunk in this matchup. I think it's the top seed in the tournament. It definitely tickles the taste buds the most. Go to BuiltBar.com, cast your vote, or at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and which Built Bar will be in the Final Four and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. The Arizona Cardinals picking 16th. Dre Harris has his mock draft up at thedraftnetwork.com and is a mock draft Monday. Uh, apparently, he didn't see J.C. Horn's pro day because he still has the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> taking J.C. Horn, the defensive back out of South Carolina, at 16th overall. Um, how does it how does it pan out that way? He just has uh, the one corner going in front of uh, J.C. Horn, and it's uh, Patrick Sertain who uh, would actually just go a couple picks higher to the Cowboys at 10. 
because the Broncos would take Mike, Micah Parsons, who's a, a, another team that would be cornerback hungry, but they would, they would take the talented uh, linebacker out of Penn State. Uh, look, it's J.C. Horn, but I, I'm not start. You're starting to see a shift in mock drafts, not Trey Harris's, but uh, a lot of people seeing. Hey, J.C. Horn's going to be in the as far as the top corner off the board. He could be in front of Sertain. He could be going. It could be you know Denver, Dallas going with the first two corners off the board at nine and ten. So the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think the realistic conversation, Alex, is you know they either go a different position, they trade down. Or they're eyeing, you know, drafting Caleb Farley, a guy who had the back surgery, but I think is probably the best prospect at the position in this draft. Or a guy like uh, Greg Newsom, the second out of at a Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, there's a video that came out today that was from March 5th, showed Caleb Farley running a four two eight forty. He didn't go to like this was I don't know this was outside so I can't I didn't I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was clocked. They froze it when he crossed the line. There wasn't any uh, Travis Sham mockery going on. It was he ran a four two eight. Now, Bo, like here's a th- when was the last time Steve Kime picked a position he was supposed to pick? Like that's not a, that's not well, a sarcastic. Question. I mean, he he did it. Besides uh, Tyler, you can take twenty nineteen away. Well, twenty eighteen too. He, he, he yeah, but he so did twenty eighteen correctly. Yeah, yeah. So twenty eighteen. Uh, I, I think in up. 2016 he did it with uh, with uh, Kim Dietschy, and it, it didn't work out very well. Um, but no, you're but right. I, I still think that that was a pick. That was a that was a Hollywood pick. Everybody said, I cannot believe Kim Dietschy is dropping this far with the off the field stuff. You normally you'll drop 10 picks or so. He was he was he was looked at as a top 10 pick at one point, right? And yeah. they dropped. Oh, yeah. He had all that stuff, all that stuff at the end end of the first round. It's like, well, you have to. Throw the book out. You have to take him. I kind of give him a pass for that and not so much a, that's more of a wash for me. But I mean, does he take, if Caleb Farley or JC Horn are there at 16, what percentage chance is there of him taking another position that's not a cornerback? I hope if in that scenario he's he's taking the corner and it's just you're just trying to decide you know what, who the best player is for the future of the Arizona Cardinals. Now I have an inkling that you know traditionally the Arizona Cardinals don't rely upon their rookies to play a big amount of snaps, so he might be inclined to take the better prospect and Farley, despite the red flag as far as the backs concerned. But mm-hmm. you know he could have J.C. Horn ranked ahead of Caleb Farley even before you even look at the his injury history. So, you know, if, if Horn's off the board and, and the discussion becomes or the debate becomes uh, Farley Newsom, you're looking at it from the standpoint like Newsom could potentially be a guy that comes from the Big Ten playing at Northwestern. Not a lot of hype around him as far as this draft class goes, but you, you look at a guy who ran what he was sub four, four as far as a 40 he ran. Um, you, you, you gave me an absurd statistic, um, Newsom on third down this past season. Yeah. So Greg Newsom allowed a 0.0 passer rating on third and fourth down last season. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> tough to be only cornerback that. in the draft to do that. Yeah, that's and that defense was good. I mean, they didn't show up. I can't, I think it was, was it Ohio state? It was the second half of Ohio state. The Ohio State game in the Big Ten Championship, they didn't show up. But, yeah. I mean, that defense was the anchor of that team. The offense wasn't great for the majority of the season. Right. But it's still, it's just like, there's I think, so many unknowns. Yeah. I Here's what I, I think Caleb Farley right now, is as far as you, you take away the back injury. But you have to, you have to, that's a variable you have to consider. But 
the, the way the Cardinals have traditionally gone about the draft, I think Caleb Farley's going to be very intriguing to Steve Kime. And I get it. He's, he could, on some boards, he's the top-ranked corner. I like his size. you got to like his athleticism. You mentioned the 40 time. He's a ball-hawking corner, one of which we haven't, we haven't seen a guy like that in the building forever. Yeah, I mean, you want to see a Buda Baker in a bigger cornerback package. Like you, you yeah. want the mindset of Buda Baker in the cornerback in the cornerback package. You want somebody that's that's a problem, yeah. and we haven't seen a cornerback that's a problem in a long time with the with the Cardinals. And if you're patient with a guy like Farley, I mean, it, it wouldn't be long. Like it seems like forever. Everybody wants everything now, but you could be getting the best corner in the draft. You just maybe have to wait a little bit longer into the season for him to get enough PT to where it makes an impact. But then you're really looking at you know. You could have starting cal. You could have a starting caliber guy. You know who knows. I mean, we'll see what the 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 back surgery, what, what his timetable is. But I, I don't know. I mean, if it's if it's Newsome to where he's a you know a guy that could be a CB two, but you could if you just are patient and you draft your CB one, you got to do it. And then you've got building blocks potentially of Isaiah Simmons, who, who you expect to take a jump in year two. And you've got a guy like Caleb Farley. You've got at two, you know, pretty important positions going forward uh, to couple with what you got on the offensive side of the football with with Kyler Murray. So quickly before we get out of here, the Cardinals just uh, made a signing. Sean Williams, safety from Cincinnati, comes over. He has a good special teams presence. Um, eight year vet, six foot two twelve to bolster the safety room for the Cardinals. Sean Williams Scott loved him in um, in American yeah. Pie. No, so Sean Williams. Yeah. All right. So it comes Sean over Williams. from Cincinnati. It's a one year boom. That's already pretty impressive with uh, with Buddha and, and Jalen Thompson, and uh, they were bringing back a couple of the the, the guys that uh, made impacts on special teams. The only guy that's exiting from this teams unit is, is Trent Sherfield, and yeah, now you get another guy who uh, who can who can make an impact on uh, two different units of you know your defense and your special teams so there you have it signing before we get out of here we're going to continue this debate as far as Newsom and Farley I think that's going to be the debate all the way up until draft day um, unless something else happens with the other corners in this draft we'll, we'll give it a definitive cornerback uh, rankings here later this week uh, as early as tomorrow Alex and I have actually made a pick in our locked on podcast uh, mock draft which is coming up we're excited about that We'll, uh, we're not going to tell you right now. You obviously have to tune in to hear, but uh, yeah. just by the conversations that we've been having today and what we'll talk about the rest of the week, um, you could probably draw your own conclusions of who we select it. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, have a great rest of your Monday. Check out the Built Bar bracket, builtbar.com. Save yourself some money by using Locked15 when you go to builtbar.com. We will talk to you tomorrow. It's Locked On Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Talk to you guys soon.